tell him about the time we faced you. All right. Well, as I remember. At Avenger headquarters. Welcome to the Marvel Revolution Show with myself, Andy Stead. And I'm Jarian Gibson. And I'm Alex Stroud. Uh, and we're back straight away, guys, for our second show of the day or the evening. Um, we're going to get straight on with some news today. So, uh, Jarian, I'm going to hand the reins over to you. and I'm just going to be an observer. So, uh, where you go. It's, it's all you. I'm just going to sit back and relax. <laughs> yeah, so there's been some speculation about will Marvel have any presentations at San Diego Comic-Con well, everything, the D23, um, it's all been back and forth. But Kevin Feige has confirmed during Thor Love and Thunder press conference that they will be attending uh, the event to talk about future TV and movie and movie plans. So Comic-Con and D23 will be both to watch to see what Marvel does. I wonder, you know, are they going to split it up? But yeah, if you think about what they have out there for their slate and what we've seen, um D23 was probably going to be not enough time to present everything. So it's good to see that they're probably going to split that up between D23 and Comic-Con. Well, we're, we're kind of running out of projects that they've announced, aren't we? That, you know, really and truly, what have we got left that, that that's yet to come that they've announced? Well, uh, there's we still haven't got no official announcement on Where by Night. You no. know, um, Nova, nothing. No. Uh, nothing with Ghost Rider. No. Um we, we haven't really seen have... anything with Armor Wars either. Armor no, Wars? No, but we know it's happening at least. I mean, we know what's happening, though. But, um, yeah, that's very vague, yeah. I think what we'll probably get is we'll probably get more information on the stuff that we know is happening. So, like you say, Armor Wars, Ironheart, Secret Invasion, the Marvels, Quantum Mania. Um, and we'll probably get confirmation of what that fourth slot is uh, or that third slot is next year. And then probably on D23, we'll get a whole load of new stuff that they're, they're, they're going to announce. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we get the director at one for Fantastic Four and the cast at the other. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. possibly the cast and director <laughs> at both during one of them. Mm. Yeah, I think you might be right there. Because that's, that's the big mystery one right now. It seems like they've almost got like one foot in Comic-Con and one foot out almost is kind of what they're moving towards here. Mm. Yeah, well, they have their own their own content stream. They can do it now, their own platform. So mm-hmm. they don't exactly need Comic-Con, but with so much they have out there, like we saw all those show announcements like zombies and that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. things that we don't know when and where they're coming, you know, they're going to have to divide and conquer because I think, like I said, I think it's too much to do at D23 with what, what they have that day between Star Wars yeah. and other Disney properties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be an interesting... So, so uh uh, San Diego Comic Con is the twenty first of July. Yep, it's July. Yeah, and it's sort of twenty fourth, twenty fifth. So we've got about five, four or five weeks to that, and then D twenty three is beginning of September. Yep. So that Saturday, the Saturday session is supposed to be when we have the Marvel and Star Wars presentations. Right. Okay. So we've got uh, we've got four weeks to wait for some big announcements, and then another sort of five weeks to wait, and then hopefully more big announcements. Yep. Superb. Um, James Gunn has said why Marvel movies are so popular. Um, a lot of the modern films exist today simply because of VFX. People always ask me why are Marvel movies so popular today when they aren't in the past. Um, I t- I'll tell you 100% for me, 
100% because v the VFX got to the place where we can make it believable that a metal guy is flying around. Um, so many people, especially if you get on Twitter and people get into these arguments of it's practical effects versus VFX, which is better. And it's like, guys, it's whatever suits the situation. Oftentimes, it's CGI. There are certain things you cannot do with practical effects. Sometimes practical effects, and then a lot of times it's something in between. And that's where I sort of love to play because um, people can be lazy with CGI, and they can't just go in there and go, oh, we'll figure it out later, and then you got to make stuff up. But when you plan the things out, um, then you can put things together in such a way we, we did a lot of that. And that's talking about what he's done in, in his Marvel movies and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree. I totally agree with him on the special effects point of view. You know, it, it's whatever's, whatever suits the, the scene or the outcome that you're trying to create. But um, I think in regards to what makes Marvel movies popular, I wouldn't say it's the... I mean, obviously it helps, the fact that the CGI is advanced. But I think it's the interwoven... Um, universe that they've created you know that, that yep. one movie links into the next one i think that's what makes it special and if you look at what everyone's trying to do now what star wars are trying to do what dc have been i don't know whether they're actually trying to do it or not but um everyone seems to be trying to you know get that cohesion yeah there you go yeah <laughs> uh, cohesion cohesiveness <laughs> tomato tomato um but yeah i think everyone's trying to get a little bit of that going aren't they and, uh, and I think that that's the recipe. That's why it's worked. It's not necessarily because the visual effects have just got better. I mean, again, it helps, but yep. I don't think that's the key. But, you know, think, think of them trying to do, wasn't that Avengers movie in the past they tried to do with Thor and Hulk and <laughs> Iron Man? If they tried, even with the interconnectors they have today, if, if they tried to do that story back then, I don't think it would work. So I definitely agree that the, what they could do today definitely helps. Technology has improved to where it is so much more believable. Yeah, um, but but the story is the big part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. What's RMC said there? Like, oh, I opened the chat up. Whoops, <laughs> rookie mistake. Yeah. Uh, so RMC said uh, a combination of all effects, storyline, actors, directors, producers, etc. Marvel has the formula. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Again, again, it is, it is, isn't it? It's finding the right actors, the right directors, and you know they've they've built an empire, really, haven't they? Yep. Gun further went on to talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yes, the holiday special is very light and bubbly and fun and just absolutely ridiculous. So I think that's great. And then we're going to do Peacemaker season two. The holiday special is the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. It's totally ridiculous. And every day we can't believe that we're making it. <laughs> we all completely love it. It's unlike anything that, that anyone's ever seen before. I can't wait for people to see it. So. Hmm. Excellent. Sounds like they're yep. having good fun doing that one then. Mm -hmm. Yep, and probably going to get that big that big intro to somebody, kind of like Boba Fett, which probably is Adam Warlock in that mm -hmm. holiday special. So, yeah, that'd be great. Um, uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Um, this may be Hemsworth's last film, or Hemsworth's last film as Thor. Um, he said, the, the last one I just shot was Thor Love and Thunder, and it may be my last. I don't know. Hmm. So... Yeah, I, it, I, it might be his last for a little while, but I think he'll be back in that role. I think that's a, I think that's a role for life, really, that he can, he can, you know, come in and out of pretty much whenever he wants. Yep. I and can't, see, I can't see him dying. Let's put it like nope. that. 
Yeah, and there's and, tons of Thor stories they can tell. And yeah. as as guardians live for thousands of years, mm-hmm. so unless he dies, like you can't really just like have him just disappear in the yeah. MCU. You know, like he's such a big character. Like, and, and it, it it could be maybe he's done with solo films. You know, yeah. and maybe he's just going to be doing appearances and team ups in the future. That yeah. could be it as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree, and I, I think that. Um, I also read some somewhere that he said that he would come back and do them forever. Basically, yeah. he said he, he basically turned around. And he said, oh, "As long as they want me, I'll come back and keep doing it." And you know, like you say, they might not want him for more solo movies, but, um, but it, yeah, dropping in, dropping into team ups, dropping into the ensemble movies, dropping in as a, as cameos here and there. I think if if his his schedule allows, I think he would do it. He seems like the type of guy that wants to do that so. and and jane foster playing the mighty thor it kind of sounds like that's temporary so yeah i don't see that long term yeah no um so fog did address this about the thor stories um he said i know this there are many many other thor stories in the comics that we talk about a lot and as we watch chris hemsworth continue to grow and evolve as a major acting talent I would be excited to see how he keeps evolving this complex character. And that's from yes. Feige about this. So yeah, he's not yeah. done. He's not Maybe going solo. Anywhere. Yeah, I think solo wise he could be done, but you know, doing other films, other team ups, will be there. Mm. the The premiere was on Thursday, I think, last Thursday, um, and it looks like the runtime is one hour and fifty nine minutes. Yeah, short. Um, that was saying, wasn't they? That's really short. Yeah, but they're getting great reviews from it. So everything I'm hearing is great. They're saying Taki has gone to another level with this film. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to see it. And then cool. even the latest TV spot we saw, we saw Celestials. You know, mm-hmm. so I wonder if we're going to see the creation of the Rainbow Bridge, how they recreated, or, or what how that ties into. But maybe we'll see how Nowhere became. But we're going to have Celestials in the film. I've done really well to stay away from all the other. Um, I haven't seen anything other than that second trailer. That's no, all right. It doesn't matter. I'm not bothered <laughs> I, if I haven't seen it. Um, but I, I was going to say I'd like to see uh, War of the Realms. I'd really like to see War of the Realms made as a made a movie. I think that would be an excellent movie, and I'd like to see um, uh, somehow. I'd like to see um, Christopher Eccleston come back as Malekith to 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 execute that as well. I'm not sure how, but I think he's I think he's brilliant, Christopher. Multiverse. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Done. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so Ta- Taika Waititi has said, "Don't expect a multiverse in this film." He says, I feel like this one feels more original and unique and stands apart from a lot of other Marvel films because of the element of love and leaning into that idea of what love means for all these characters. You never uh, go to those superhero movies to see a movie about love. It's a preposterous answer. Um, No fan wants to see that. But as I said with the last film, they don't know what they want until they get it. (laughs) (laughs) And look, I did with... uh, with uh ragnarok so. I, I love that and uh, uh, do you know do you know my favorite response that i'm seeing on, on the internet at the moment that i just think what are you talking about and people go yeah fans didn't ask for this or need <laughs> it like but when people say that you're like what uh, when when have fans ever asked for any you know any movie or when the fan when, when do we need anything like like what he's just said there like they don't know that they want it until they till we give it to them and then they want it and you're like yeah no, that's that's us we're just like yeah go on keep it coming mm-hmm. we'll, uh, we'll keep watching it but um yeah i yeah that's a weird response um i i quite like the idea that this could actually stand away from everything else that's going on at the minute 
you know, it, it's almost like a bit of a break because it feels like that. And as I think you're gonna you're gonna bring the quote up from Kevin Feige in a little while about where we're going and, and what's going to be revealed. I kind of don't feel like this is going to have as much of a play into that as as other projects. No, I don't think so. I, I think we'll get some identity stuff here from what I've seen from the trailers, like we've seen through Phase 4, but I don't think this is going to be a big movie for Phase 4. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as far as the multiverse thing, Roxy likes that because she hates the multiverse, so she's glad it's not a multiverse film. <laughs> well, we kind of have a back-to-back film, so... I, I, um, I could I could totally see the sword being from the multiverse though. The necro sword. Yeah, like yeah. so basically like the sword like is from some multiversal being or something, and that's the reason why all the gods get together is because they're being killed by something that is bigger than that universe's god. So it's like something, and you see that shot where they've got the Watcher, they've got Death, they've got yeah. all those like larger than the universe themselves entities there. So it's almost like the gods to the gods. So maybe this is one of those things where it's like, hey, like even we're gonna have the Celestials meet pull them in because we don't know what's going on here like you know like this is something like we've never seen ever happen before <laughs> kind of type deal that's a great point there yeah good point um phase four um marvel producer richie palmer has confirmed who the two most important characters in phase four are um if dr strange is the anchor of the mcu of phase four then wanda maximoff is the jewel in the crown he said so that's interesting Hmm. Especially we'll see how things were left with Wanda at the end of Multiverse of Madness and where that can go. But, yeah, because I mean, so are we going to see her again anytime soon? And obviously we've seen lots of Doctor Strange. Um, I don't know. It feels like it, that comment makes me feel like we're going to see her again. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, America Chavez was being trained, you know, in the mystic arts. So we know that that she's going to have that future relationship with strange. So that going forward, you know, you obviously Wanda's probably not going to like come back and instantly go after America Chavez, but they could definitely build on their past bad relationship in the future with America Chavez, Dr. Strange and Wanda. Hmm. And also too, we did see what Billy was on, was in the Mount Wendigore as well on the wall. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be more story there to tell. Yeah, I'm curious to see if they really go into the origin of chaos magic and stuff in the MCU or if they just kind of like got us to that point and they just kind of leave it kind of ambiguous now. So Arms, he's excited. He loves that about uh, about that, that comment and he says he wants more of the witch. And he also said, good shout, uh, Alex. America was cool. Want to see more. Definitely do want to see more of America Chavez. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think she's she's in that that same group as me uh, for me as uh, Kate Bishop and Kamala Khan and um, Yelena. And she's in that same group of people that would be, um, that would, that would form a really interesting group, all quite similar to be honest, you know, quite I mean, Yelena's probably not similar, but America, um, Kamala and Kate, all quite excitable sort of young characters that need guidance I think I think America Chavez is also one of those characters that I see being like really influential in the war against Kang. Yep. Like like you know like she's kind of like a wild card that they could use against him that 
he wouldn't be able to really do much about. So I see her being as much a threat to the multiverse and to Kang and probably being another character that kind of becomes really like heavily featured in a lot of stuff going forward because she's going to be a threat and as much of a help to the good guys, you know? Yeah, because where is she from? Because we know she's born outside the multiverse. So is she a Beyonder? Is she a Watcher? Is she born where the TVA is at? Because she's the only one of her. She mm-hmm. never dreams. Yeah. So she's basically a Nexus being, I guess, in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Which I guess that there's no nightmare in the MCU now, since we know dreams are just other variants of themselves. So I guess there will be no nightmare in the MCU. You know? RMC says Young Avengers, so definitely yep. leaving that up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Deadpool, they're assembling product crew for filming. So it looks like Deadpool 3 is chugging along. Yeah. So that's interesting. We already know they've been working on the script, and now they're getting a, a, a production crew. I'm sorry, yeah, production crew for filming. So I'll probably have announcements about that too coming up about Deadpool 3. I really hope they keep the same edginess to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, and I'm not even talking about swearing or violence. That's not what I mean. Just the edginess that it's got. That even, style. Yeah, even 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 while being comedic, it's still edgy, isn't it? Just, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. And and I think that's what I hope they don't lose. Even if they lose, I know they're gonna say, they're saying it's gonna be R rated, aren't they? So even if they, but even if it's not, and they lose some violence and but then maybe that is part of what makes up the edginess i guess it does i think that's, that's part of the deadpool package mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i mean h- how many heroes do you see like you know hurt somebody and then threaten to run them over with a zamboni you know <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and, and i can't I, I i can't help but feel i watched um <clears throat> i watched the episode uh the the punisher um prison escape mm-hmm. or prison mm-hmm. fight scene the other day and um you know i i can't and, and then and then i instantly just thought of the raid again and and when i watched the raid uh hallway the first movie the hallway scene when he's fighting against all the guys with knives and um there's just something about that kind of that raw I don't know what it is. It, it just gets you sort of. It just gets you going, isn't it? And it's not. And I don't, I don't know. Maybe it is about the blood, the blood and the violence. Maybe it is. I don't know. But I don't. Do you know what I mean? You just can't yeah. replicate that without getting it, can you? You could without getting those. There's just something missing. Yeah, and I think with characters like that, like they're often like the characters and stories that are like, "Hey, this is the guy that's going to do the terrible thing that we don't want to." So like we look at characters like Frank Castle and we see how he's like kind of like a not like a bad guy but he's kind of like a dirty guy you know what i'm saying like so like we don't mind seeing him like get into a bloody hallway fight but like if Spider-Man did something like that people would be horrified you know what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> yeah so i wonder yeah actually that's a really good point so i wonder whether they could kind of yeah actually i want that that's actually makes sense doesn't it like like you say, not that Frank is a nasty person, but he, he's he's almost like a tool. So I wonder whether like the the rating itself, like depending on who's doing the violence mm-hmm. and to who as well. You know, mm-hmm. if it's a a bad guy, do you know committing the violence against innocent civilians? Obviously, it's that's horrific. But if it's a a good quote unquote good guy, 
doing it against criminals, you know, mm-hmm. evil people, maybe they can, you know, or if it's if it's Spider-Man and it doesn't quite work, like you said, that yeah, that's a really good point, actually, Alex. I like that. I'm just like thinking of that story where Doc Ock switches bodies with Spider-Man and he uh, punches uh, Scorpion's jaw off or something like that. And then he finds out that he like pulls his punches, you know, and that's exactly what I'm just like kind of referencing in my head there is Mm -hmm. kind of like once you actually see, I guess, like what they go through like the hero like you know you kind of see it through their eyes it completely changes things i guess mm. yeah so uh rmc calls it amalistic and then um lisa apparently has never watched deadpool so roxy's Ooh. telling her she's missing out what? <laughs> but uh rmc goes that's why i've always said there's only a handful of characters that call for that treatment they need to be violent or it doesn't work but no, but nowhere near all characters, which I, no. I you're spot mm-hmm. on, RMC. Mm. Yeah, it, it, you know, like you say, you wouldn't expect Peter Parker to be that violent, would you? Mm-hmm. you no, know, he's not really going to cause that kind of damage. Even if he could, he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's not his MO. Like, Peter no. Parker doesn't try and, like, you know, punch holes through people. Like, that's not his, his game. Like, he webs people up and makes them sub- submit and then yeah. leaves them you know like more, that's more his disarm, it, more disarm yeah hurt. yeah so he's not trying to hurt people so yeah. have you guys seen the original old boy not not the one with uh, josh brolin and um and um wanda uh mm-hmm. but the original one the original yeah. korean version yeah that the, the elevator when he goes back to his captor's place with the hammer and that whole fight scene yeah they could not do that movie without that so no. it's th- along those similar lines yeah mm-hmm. yeah i uh yeah i know what you mean um there's there's a certain there's a certain air that that kind of violence breeds yep and it's yeah it's funny isn't it because you know we talk about it and can you could you make a could you make a punisher series or movie without it and I don't know. I just don't think you could. You could, but you have to do a lot of camera tricks. Like, you would yeah. have to basically show him pointing the gun at the person, shooting it, hearing it go off, maybe a splatter on the wall, but I actually see the person, mm. you know, being mm-hmm. killed type of thing. It would be then, those kind of camera angle tricks. And, and then it's like, you know, come on, stop patronizing. Even there's patronizing to 12 year olds, isn't it? Really, yeah. to be honest. Um, even, it, you, he's still done it. You just haven't yep. seen it. It's, it's the same thing. Everything's exactly the same. And not that we need to see it, but yeah, I, I don't even think you'd be able, you'd see that kind of violence in them. Anyway, I think we're getting, we're digressing here. Yeah. So, uh, so anyways, I mentioned, yeah, I mentioned earlier, you brought it up uh, before, on this one too, about the next saga. Uh, yes. So Kevin Feige has talked about that. He says, as we're nearing the end of phase four, I think people will start to see where the next saga is going. I think there've been many clues already uh, that are at least apparent to me of sure. where this whole saga is going. Um, but we'll be a little more direct about it in the coming months to, to set a plan so audiences who want to see the bigger picture can see a tiny, tiny, tiny bit more of the roadmap. He also teased announcements in the coming months. We'll be a little more direct about that in the coming months to set a plan so audiences will want to see the bigger picture um, and they can see that 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 you know that roadmap. Of it, so it sounds like between Comic Con and D twenty three, 
that we'll see, you know, the culmination of phase four and into phase five in the future of where the MCU is going, whether it's Secret Wars or, but yeah, that's where RMC just said in the chat. Yeah, <laughs> Secret Wars saga. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I think I think at D23, we're going to get a Secret Wars announcement. You and know, Rocks is like, it's so confusing right now. Phase yeah. four. <laughs> it is, I think, because they're, they're going, there's a lot of branches. That they've, that they've started that are starting to grow that i don't think we're going to see finished in the next couple of years these are just things that are going to go on forever but um i think we're going to get a, a secret wars sort of part one and part two in a similar way that they've done infinity war part one and part two announcement yeah and they could very well they could very well bring in all like these various universes of characters you know mm-hmm. x-men and stuff from other universes and then at the very end of the secret wars saga just reset everything and have it all in one universe again yeah, yeah. and then just go forward boom like yeah. and that was so in the comics that was um the all, all new the all new all improved marvel or something like that wasn't it called didn't they didn't they, wasn't that what they called it they they had secret wars and then it just went everything just came into one so the ultimate universe and the six one six universe and um, the uh, the universe that uh, old man Logan was in and all of that they all sort of <clears throat> mushed into one after secret wars and it was the all I think it was it was they called it the all new all improved Marvel I'm sure they did but uh, yeah that's what's going to happen I reckon Alex I, I'm with you. But do, do you think they're going to call it the Secret Wars saga? Is, is Kang going to be the big bad like Thanos was? Or because if, it, if it's going to be Kang, why don't they call it the King Dynasty, right? Mm-hmm. They could easily call it that and have Secret Wars in it. But are we going to see things like, you know, God Doom and Beyonders and, and that kind of stuff? So unless mm-hmm. we're going to see more than one big bad, I can see them calling it the Secret Wars saga. Uh, unless they're only going to have Kang as a single big bad for this. And, next and, unless portion. Kang. Unless Kang isn't going to be the big bad for this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe we I just, all think he is, and he's not. I just feel like the Beyonder probably won't be like a big bad here, or be tied to anything. I feel like it'll be more probably Kang, in my opinion. And they might try and like slide some roles around, and maybe put Kang in more of like an orchestration role of this big Secret Wars event. You know. Yeah, things that things of doom. Yeah, and maybe doom will come out on top. Um, it, after it, it, let's just say, for example, they do try and repeat the sort of Infinity War Endgame two movie kind of thing. Maybe doom will come out on top after the first. Part. Doom. Yeah, doom doesn't need the Beyonder's power. He just needs a tempad to get into the TVA. And yep. then once Doom's in the TVA, I'm sure Doom could figure off. something out. Yeah, like <laughs> Doom's going to be like in charge of it. And then you're going to find out that the multiverse is being run by Doom all of a sudden. And you're like, what in the world? You know, like. And Roxy is so excited for Doom. So, yeah, it, yeah. it could be the Secret War saga, the King Dynasty, you know, Battle World, whatever you want to call it. You know, so mm-hmm. just to see how they, how they do that. Um, so uh, Froffy, who played Kazi and Hawkeye. Um, he has teased his return. He says, the truth is, I don't really know just yet, but I very much hope that Kazi can make an appearance. I wouldn't put money on the fact that he met an altered, an uh, untimely end at the end of Hawkeye. No one's ever dead in Marvel. I'd be very hopeful, and I'd be certain, to be th- I'd be certainly thrilled to revisit the character in the world. I had such a good time. So I wonder, you know, I definitely could see him um in echo especially for flashbacks and maybe we'll get to and too bad jimmy's not listening right now 
Um, mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get to him being the killer clown type thing, you know, mm-hmm. and was, because was, of injuries of, of what happened in Hawkeye. So I was going to say, I felt like they kind of shortchanged his character um, a little bit and they could have extended it a little bit. But I agree with you on the flashbacks, like the flashbacks are always wide open, but they could definitely bring him back if they chose to do so. Yeah, it feels like they didn't. Um, they they had all the build up and that tension between them, but they didn't like end it properly. So I think that's where we could see him. Mm-hmm. And then RMC, you know, immediately thought Echo as well. Um, X Men ninety seven has a working title, um, and it sounds like it may be called Teen Spirit, which kind of fits, you know. <laughs> so it seems like that's picking up more stuff and. Um, I don't know if I told you though that we did get the X ninety seven that in the in the captions. If you watch the closed captions for Multiverse of Madness, it does say X ninety seven theme mm-hmm. when Professor Xavier comes rolling out um, in the Illuminati scene. Mm. So, hmm. yeah, that's going to be um, that's going to be fun. I hope yeah. that um, I hope they don't. Um, I hope they sorry. I hope they do enough promotion for that to make it um, widely received and widely watched. I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. I love the original one, so I'm looking forward to seeing it and how it's going to tie into the rest of things. We know they did fall through a cartoon universe as well in mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I hope they keep I hope they keep the episode short as well. I, I hope they are sort of those 23-minute episodes, like that sort of quick blast, but I hope we get a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think that this could be the conduit to introduce X-Men into the MCU. Like for example, X-Men 97 is like the cartoon dimension they're stuck in and somehow they make it over into the main MCU. Like we talked about earlier with, with dimensions in our Miss Marvel episode. Mm. I wonder if they could spin it that way. I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking out loud here. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it might be, it might be a way to sort of softly introduce them, you know, in the same way that they sort of softly introduced, um, some parts of uh, what if in what yeah. if so i think i think we lost alex yeah he's frozen he looks like yeah. he's deep in fault in this image <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if he comes back uh i'm sure in the he meantime, will yeah oh arm c says oh interesting jar not bad so i he, you know he might like that theory about they use cartoons to to hmm. bring him in let me see if he's messaging me nope that's Something else. <laughs> RMC's <laughs> laughing. So I want Alex to come back. So I'm gonna skip the I'm gonna skip the blade news until he oh, comes back. That's a good idea. Yeah, go on in. Yeah, because yeah. I know Al- Alex has some good things. So yes, uh Multiverse of Madness um Assembled will be on Disney Plus on July first. So the assembled episode of that will be there. And then um there's been talks about a third well Benedict Cumberbatch has made some comments about a third movie. He says, I hope so. I would love to do another one. Doctor Strange is such a complex character, and it feels like there's so much more to explore with him. He is such a brilliant character, and I'm having a wild time playing him, which I'm calling it now. I think it's going to be Doctor Strange in the Dark Dimension is the third film. That yeah, pretty much makes all kind of sense, the way they ended that with the post credit scene. Yeah, he's got, um, he's, he's got to have a third movie. There's no yeah. way they're not going to give him a third movie, especially after you said earlier on about <clears throat> the producer saying that you know he's one of the linchpins of the of the face there's no yep. way you're getting a third movie um and speaking of multiverse of madness also there was a wasp uh was gonna be 
um, part of the Illuminati, it sounds like. Um, so Michael Waldron said, yeah, I think I watched Aliens, and I was just thinking about the way those Marines got massacred, and yeah, I, I was glad it worked. I think originally the Wasp was in a version of the Illuminati, and the Wasp shrunk down and flew at Wanda, and Wanda just clapped her hands and just smushed the Wasp in the first draft. I don't know why they didn't do that. That would have been awesome to see on screen, is her going... You know, and just her just falling down and, and being the end of her. So a little bit, a little bit, uh, Homelander and Termite esque in the yep, last exactly thing. It just squashes him with his boot. Um, yeah, I, I always, you know, these early drafts when they when people go, oh yeah, they were supposed to be, they were they were in it, and they, this person was in it. I should imagine there's a million things written and. You know, oh yeah, Wasp was in it. Oh yeah, and this person was in it, and that person was in it, and this person was in it, and we was going to do this, and we was going to do that. There's probably thousands of versions yep. of everything. So you know, you could probably say that about anybody. It was just an idea that somebody come up with um, that somewhere along the line they've written it down on a piece of paper, and then oh yeah, we had an idea that Wasp could have been in it, and then Wanda yep. could have done this, you know, and clapped her hands. So I think I, I always take those with a bit of a. Not, yeah, not not because I don't believe them, but just because there must be versions where everybody's been in it, and yep. you go, oh, okay, like Superior but, Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but again, obviously, that was someone's idea, and then yeah. they've gone for whatever reason they've gone no, and that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to have a massive influence on the story. Um, it just means that somebody had an idea. RMC says that have been cool to see, and then he also says, "I love to see everything that was cut from Mom." Yeah, when we need a uh, yeah extended cut version, that'd be kind of cool. In in that same vein, Andy, I also think they can use what if as a backdoor for things to kind of test the waters for ideas for shows for movies and things like that. They kind of did that with the zombie episode, I feel like, and kind of tested the waters to see if Marvel fans would really be really well received with Marvel zombies, yeah. and everybody loved it. So, you yeah. know. We kind of said we kind of while you was just off there. We kind of said the exact same thing about X Men '97 about that kind of being like a soft introduction mm -hmm. to the mm -hmm. X Men and a little bit like, well, we could go down this route. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So now you're back. I'll circle back to Blade because I didn't want to go over this while you were gone because I know you have some input here. So <laughs> yeah. a couple of things about Blade have come out. So first, Wesley Snipes was was uh, asked about the rating um, since it's not rated R. He goes, I think those kind of stories lend themselves to a wide range of dialogue and situations, both adult and young adult. Um, on the ratings debate, he says, I don't know. It seems like the R rating and PG-13 base is sliding now because it seems that now the 13-year-olds can speak better words than the adults can. So <laughs> then he, he going to say, <coughs> excuse me, um, as long as it's true and organic to the subject matter, the plot and the world that's created um he says if it's there there's consistency i think it's fine to be pg-13 so yeah so yeah. Some, yeah, he, he, i think he's pretty on there yeah and he's brought up a couple of things there as well because he didn't actually talk about violence he didn't talk about blood or gruesomeness or anything like that he, he spoke about the words he spoke about the themes he spoke about um you know dialogue and things like that so he spoke about nothing to do with what we tend to think an R rating means. Mm -hmm. yep. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know we just spoke about 10 minutes ago, spoke about violence and things like that, <laughs> but it doesn't always have to mean 
um, that's what it is. The the, th- the themes of something. Like, I've got no real problem. I've said this before. <clears throat> I've got yeah, blood. I've got no real problem with um, my sons. I mean, my older one's a bit bigger now, but I've got no problem with them watching violence as such, especially fantasy violence. But sometimes when the themes are different, so like you spoke about Old Boy, Jarin. Yep. It's it's that's not a movie that I'd let my younger one watch for obvious reasons, you know. But it's nothing to do with the violence. It's just it's the a story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, look, look, look at Twilight. You know, you had te- teenagers watching Twilight, and there's there's death, there's blood, there's gore in that one, but it's it's a different kind of story. Exactly. And the funny thing I think with Blade too is is with vampires. Like, yeah, you're gonna have fighting. You're gonna have like you know vampires getting their heads cut off and things like that but or taking a stake to the chest however they choose to do it but you know like you don't have to have blood you can literally they do this thing in movies with vampires all the time where they get stabbed they turn to dust it's like it's the same thing that they do in infinity war when they snap and everybody turns Mm -hmm. to dust it's very similar to that yeah but again alex like you were saying a minute ago they're vampires it's okay yeah (laughs) it's okay that they get they get stabbed in the heart it's okay that they get their heads cut off it's okay that they get turned to dust or burnt alive you know that's fine they're vampires it's okay they're fair game (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) rmc goes don't want your 12 year old watching the boys yeah my son is not watching the boys especially not the last episode (laughs) (laughs) i showed me i showed my older son the um the the first uh episode though oh the termite yeah Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, he also went on to say there were two scripts for Blade Four. Uh, we actually wrote two scripts. We have two versions of a story that would have fit well into the Blade world, but since we didn't go that route and we didn't have the knock on the door again, we tweaked them and now we use them for something else. So I got two Blade Killers. So that's interesting. Hmm. Cool. Um, and then here's the news I wanted Alex to put on right here. 14-year-old actress uh, Milan Ray has been cast in an important key role in the upcoming Blade film. Um, mm. And my mind goes directly to Dracula's daughter, Lilith. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's Blade's daughter. This has to be Dracula's daughter, Lilith, mm-hmm. or casting for this role. Yeah. So That's, that's interesting, too, because I, like, I feel like Dracula is one of those characters they don't have to like introduce right away. They can work up to. And that could be something that can be like a blade villain revealed way down the road. And they start by, like you say, introduce his daughter, bring her in and just be like, oh, yeah, you know, like Dracula, the guy that you want blade. He's out there, but you'll never find him, you know, like type deal. Like one of those typical things villains do in movies, you know. Yep. So that's interesting. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And I'm hoping it's that that Halloween spot next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, for it, so um, I'm circling back at Deadpool three because I forgot to mention this. Um, Rhett Reese has made some comments about it. He said it's a wonderful opportunity for fish out of water. Deadpool is a lunatic at the center of a movie. To drop a lunatic into a very sane world, it's straight butter. It's going to be really fun. So mm-hmm. back to what we talked about earlier, earlier about with with uh, Deadpool, I think they're going to keep that same theme. You know, they may change some things up, but I think they're going to have the same theme as they had. Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah hopefully the last piece of news i have before open conversation here is that um is madam web news and i'm sure this will par- spark some conversation um reportedly kevin feig has been listed as producer on the film hmm. and the movie will be a bridge connecting spider-verse to mcu is the rumor oh wow 
So, which I think this is the right if this if this is true that he's been attached to the film, I think it's the right thing to do, especially what we saw with No Way Home, mm-hmm. um, because we've seen that right now that Sony's kind of hot, a heated mess, hot mess. struggling. Yeah, they're struggling. You know, Morbius not really good. Um, Did you say that hearing the news Mor- about um, uh, Craven, Craven uh, yeah. being an animal lover or something, or yeah. what was it? So it's like you know, and me, I kind of wait to see how things go before mm-hmm. I judge them. But I'm kind of skeptical of the directions that Sony's taking in some of these films. So mm-hmm. if they're kind of le- learning from their mistakes and saying, "Okay, we're bringing Marvel back in," you know, we're going to bring this bridge between back and forth between the universes. I think that's a, a good thing. And RMC is already mad in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, why why couldn't they do that to Craven? <laughs> yeah. So, I- I, I don't know what they're doing there with Craven, but I really do hope that they move in a good direction with Feige kind of yep. helping steer the ship here. Yeah. Yeah. Lexi goes vegan, LOL and RMC goes, I'm judging. So yeah. <laughs> it can't uh, Craven can't be. No, he needs to be a proper sort of old fashioned, you know? Yeah. That would be like Mr. Negative being a criminal to steal from people or, or, you know, whoever to give to the, the people who need food in the soup kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, it, it's not, they're not, I hope they would never do something like that. You know, like, yeah. It, it, have they got to make him the hero of his own story somehow? See, that's what yeah. I was saying. I'm going to say that too, because I did heard that he was kind of in a hero's role in the story, but this could also be just like you said before, Andy, from different points of view, Mm-hmm. You know, it could be from his point of view as the villain, but to him, he's a hero. Yeah, that could be that as well. And then RMC goes, he'll be a full on echo terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> but, you yeah. know, like this doesn't sound like Craven's last hunt, like which they originally like pitched that idea, I thought. Yep. And it seems like it's evolved into something completely different now. And I'm really curious to see because Craven's last hunt was a really popular story. I know a lot of fans liked it. It's got Craven, you know, basically dying of cancer and, you know, kind of working through those last days. So I'm interested to see, do they do one movie with this? Where does it go? I don't think they should waste them. Aaron Taylor Johnson. No. I'd, I'd like to see him be more of a permanent role in doing something in comic book movies it was a shame that we lost him as pietro really but it it does sound like they are trying to build up to their own sinister six film though Mm -hmm. so interesting to see how they do that like a a proper villain film you know i I could see if if somebody does a sinister six film i don't know why but oceans 11 ocean 12 oceans 13 kind of come to mind Mm -hmm. if they do a sinister six like film based on villains that's what it kind of i don't know i'm picturing my mind right now Mm. I kind of like Andy's previous idea about like doing the movies from like one perspective and then seeing the other from the other perspective. That's kind of like what would happen there if they did a Suicide Squad like kind of Avenger style film where they all come together, you know, but then like you would also it's like one of those things where, you know, they eventually always lose because they're villains. So I know I've suggested this before, but we we could have a um, uh, a, a Tarantino Reservoir Dogs esque sinister six movie that'd work that'd be quite fun wouldn't it yeah mm-hmm. like if they get rings james gunn too that'd work as well what we've yeah. seen with him doing with the uh, suicide squad so yeah and mm-hmm. peacemaker 
Yeah. RMC goes desperately want Craven in the MCU. We need it for Secret Wars and Wastelanders, which I agree. And hopefully mm. with this Madam Web news that if that's a bridge that they can go back and forth between the universes. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. I mean, Madam Web's got a few multiverse ties there, so they can, and Feige can make it work. Yep. Y- you know, he can figure out a way. And then at least a Spider-Gwen and other characters, too, as well. Um, and maybe getting a live-action Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting to see where they go with this whole Spidey, or Spider-Man, whatever they call the universe is called, Sony Spider-Man universe. Mm-hmm. Spunk. Spunk. Mm-hmm. but i mean like it would be great to see a black cat movie one day yes or or even just a show like i'll take a show you know like um talk about black cat rhino as well yeah i mean hopefully a proper rhino Mm -hmm. yeah he's got he's got such a rich like the the spider-man characters are so there's so many of them and they're so interesting and rich and diverse aren't they and it's a shame that we've not really got something that can uh, a platform for them mm-hmm. you know th- there's there's so many great and visually they they all look brilliant as well and um yeah i just if it's a shame at the moment that, that, that it's not you, they could they could take a character like spider-man 2099 and do it like batman beyond in live action and people would love that but you know like that would be just like something futuristic that they could put their own kind of like weird little spin on and yeah i mean like they can kind of go all over the place with a lot of these spider-man characters and underneath that spider-man umbrella i guess Mm. and that's why i'm so not bummed but disappointed they didn't do amazing spider-man 3 because they were setting that all up yes the rhino suit terrible terrible mechanical suit was terrible but the the thought of having those characters we saw the doc Ock arms we saw other things in that little thing uh, at the end of the movie uh so you know now is that rmc said sony sony sucks they're just bad <laughs> they're just bad at it <laughs> yeah they are just bad at it aren't they that is it like just just go and make different movies i mean this stuff to Marvel. They gave us the original Spider-Man movies. You know, well, those did. did really well. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. But that was it before is. they had to try and start building the universe. Yep, they were isolated. Thing. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. I think I think this universe building thing is 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 a different. It's a different beast than just making single good movies. Because uh, I mean, let's face it, we've seen some good single good movies in regards to DC movies. I know, obviously, Alex, you got a you know big, big interested in that. In, mm-hmm. Interested in that, and we've seen some really good single single DC movies but in regards to building a cohesive universe they've not really done a very good job um, but you know and and so the point is is that single good movies can exist outside of a universe but a universe is another it's another beast Sony's kind of got that Netflix problem where like the shows and, and movies that they come out with could be sort of related to what's going on in the MP- MCU, but the MCU doesn't have to claim it if they don't want to, but they very well could. But the funny thing about that is, is like they come out with something like Morbius and fans don't like it. Like, obviously the MCU's like, you know, we're not going to claim that. Like we didn't <laughs> want that, you know, like we didn't tell you to make it that way. So like the projects that the MCU can be involved in, they can take claim to that. But like, I feel like Sony's kind of like playing a little bit with the, like, Hey, we work with the MCU. Maybe like we can kind of get a lot of people to like our other stuff too, since we work with them kind of. Mm. 
yeah, almost using the, the association to to boost their other movies and other other properties. But you can tell a difference between when Feige's involved versus when Sony's, you know, leading the charge themselves. And so. on your your DC comment, I, I think they're on the right track for a while. They just blew things up and through acquisitions and that kind of stuff, there was DC kind of went sideways because their crossovers <clears throat> on CW were done pretty well. Um, some of their CDW shows are are good. Mm. Some are terrible. Um, it seemed like for a while there, they're on the right path with um, Batman and Superman and Aquaman and Wonder Woman. But now it's like Aquaman and Wonder Woman are only two left now of that mm-hmm. universe. Um, I think if they if DC wants to do something, they need to. I think they have a good a good plan with Shazam. Mm-hmm. I think they need to build around Shazam um, and Black Adam, and then try to get some stuff built into there with what they're doing with Batman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, that kind of stuff. Maybe they can re- retool some of that. Um, but I also think that the Suicide Squad stuff also has been well for them as also. And mm-hmm. and I and I think the funny thing, kind of using DC as a comparison, like especially with comics too, DC's kind of bought up a lot of their competitors over the years, and so like even Shazam was made by uh, Wiz, and he was kind of like a competitor to Superman. So they kind of like bought them up, gave him his own universe, included him in the DC multiverse, and then eventually he became like a mainstream DC yeah. character. A lot of characters that happens to DC kind of they've done that with uh, like Charlton comics whiz comics like all kinds of different uh like things they have vertigo they have several imprints that are underneath them that they include their universe but kind of like on the weird flip side of that marvel has all these great characters that have always been under their universe for the most part but they just didn't they gave a lot of the movie rights away at at one point so like that's the difference maker it's like dc's got all these characters still underneath their umbrella and they've just been amassing more and more and more and they always have whereas like marvel's kind of on the flip side of that where they're kind of pulling everybody back underneath the umbrella again in the movie and doesn't marvel also pull from dark horse at times too uh dark horse yeah dark horse is i think that's underneath the dc umbrella so i mean but like one pulls, yeah, or DC, but I know one of them sometimes pull from Dark Horse, though. Yeah, it, I mean, there's so many different, uh, like, brands, and, I mean, you've got Image that that was created by, like, people from Marvel, you know, like, so, like, you've got all kinds of different things, and I think the, the big kind of takeaway is, is, you know, even, even uh, Stan Lee, he worked for DC, he yep. did a Just Imagine project where he reimagined all of the Justice League characters. So, like, there's kind of, like, some give and take here across the aisle, too. Hmm. Yeah, I think that, um, y- y- uh, all of these different things can be enjoyed on, on in in and of themselves, can't they? In a vacuum, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that's right, yeah, in a, in a vacuum. And, and what is it that you're going in to watch? I think, I think a lot of people misunderstand sometimes when they're going to watch a movie that oh there's going to be a sequel or there is a prequel or there's this whole big kind of lore around this character and these other characters and sometimes it doesn't need to be does it so it just needs to be this is just a movie and that's it you know just mm-hmm. watch this one movie and enjoy it and then move on you know whether there's a sequel or a prequel or nothing you know don't expect anything mm-hmm. just watch it as a single thing and then on the other hand you've got these big 
franchises that go on forever and ever and 10 years and you know or 20 years or in the case of star wars 40 years so it, there's there's something star wars to, you know what what they're trying to do now is they're trying to retcon things that happened 40 years ago in movie mm -hmm. and i'm i'm really not a lover of this argument of oh well what happened you know when he said that then because in the original star wars alec guinness said this was, that was 40 years ago like what do you expect like to use the, the use just a bit of imagination just they're using a bit of creative license like i mean no i don't think it's been lazy at all i think they've tried to kind of tie these things in in star wars as, a, as an example they've quite tried to tie these things in as well as possible without you know holding themselves at gunpoint and saying it has to be exactly like what we've just said while still being able to open the story up to other possibilities going forwards now you know mm -hmm. um but i think people are so stiff and rigid sometimes aren't they that they just don't want to move they're like no i'm gonna you know i'm gonna stand by my guns i hate everything other than the original movie <laughs> yeah and unfortunately you know with like things like dc dc has reset their universe tons of times with like mm. characters like the flash so when you reset the universe you can kind of fix those little problems and kind of just like you know just kind of like with a broad brush just kind of paint over it and just be like oh okay like yeah that happened but like that's not the same anymore so like we're gonna move on now you know like but like it, i think that's probably a little bit harder to do in star wars you mm. know for yeah comparison. they could do it i don't think they could do it but that's yeah. where you keep someone like the flash in your back pocket all the time yeah you know? talking about the flash obviously uh Esma, Esma, ezra miller has just been uh canned hasn't he yeah yeah that's is it officially uh, is he canned i think so. uh, I, th I think they came out and they said that that's the plan because I think they're looking forward now and they're like, okay, like we can't really have like a premiere and have him show up and be like the star of this movie. They're talking about possibly putting uh, the flash on HBO max and that. doing it as like a HBO max digital release, which I think is like, oh. just like, wow, if they do that, that's a complete game changer. Cause this is supposed to be the movie that is supposed to change the entire like cinematic history that they've had and set forward everything. So it's like, you're getting your first film, but digitally on HBO max. So they may not even put it in theaters, which is going to be a big missed opportunity. But I think they're afraid to find out if they put it in theaters, how well people will respond to it. If they do that and nobody shows up, they don't want people to not show up and find out that Ezra Miller has tanked this film so bad, you know, because like he's just not popular. Yeah, no. he's he's Yeah. And RMC Mark saved from Ezra Miller today. <laughs> yeah. I just still remember that one video where he threatened the KKK. I don't know why. Um, and a specific a specific chapter of them, and then from there it just went just downhill from there. And I know he's had other stuff in his past too as well, but I don't know. Hopefully, whatever's going on with him, he gets the help he needs or figures yeah. things out. No, know, of course. And, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Of course, he's uh, he's clearly a, a troubled fella, um, and obviously, Abba Heard's been canned now as well she's she's gone yep. um so um not not i mean you know, i think they could probably hide that in a recast quite comfortably really which a lot of people are saying people like or a person like amelia clark would be a great recast for that and i think 
you know, she could slot in and play the role. She looks very similar, but, you know, like people love Amelia Clark, so nobody's going to be upset about her playing Mara and that role being switched, you know? Yep. Yeah. What, with Jason? I love her in the, in the Terminator remake. <laughs> yeah. The last Terminator movie they made, I loved her in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, excellent. Um, look at that. We're right nearly on the hour mark. We've had a good chat about the news and, and, and just like you said, Joe, and a bit of an open conversation. Chatted about Star Wars and DC and all sorts of stuff. Um, I think, are we done? Have we got any closing thoughts? Nope. I was. I just didn't know that I didn't know the Ezra Miller, so that's good to know. I must have missed that when I was on vacation last week on holiday, so that's good to know that they're moving forward in the direction. Yeah, they're, they're, they're talking about it, and it seems like they don't really know what to do about that movie as of right now. So I think it's they've got that issue where they've got so many people like into it now. They've got so much money into it. So many people have been involved that they can't just like throw it all in the trash and start over and or even go back and do reshoots at this point. Because if they go back and they start doing reshoots, like he's the centerpiece of the movie. So it's it's kind of hard. Like you can't like shoot it at different angles or something, you know, to to fix that problem with a main character. So like it's the kind of crappy part, you know. A bit, uh, it's a bit much, isn't it? Like you say, to to remove the main character out of the movie. Yeah, it's not really going to happen. Um, right, excellent, well done, lads. Let's wrap this one up then. Um, yeah. it's been a, it's been a long evening, couple of shows, lots of to- uh, lots of uh, conversation about all sorts of different things. It's been a pleasure though, um, and we'll be back next week talking about the episode four of Miss Marvel and the week's news. Um, it's been a pleasure. Take care. Have a good one, guys. Why don't you tell them about the time we faced? All right. Well, as I remember, at Avenger headquarters.